Hi and welcome to Schofield's Flowers, the home of Schofan Scof. I'm Steve Schofield. I'm Chris Fraterigo. People call me Fratty. Yep. I'm Tommy Hartney. No, the Tommy, Tommy, no, you're a PA. Get back. Get back. <laughs> our PA always trying to seal the show. And uh, during our shows, we're going to be talking about true crime, lifestyle, and sports. More likely some hockey, though. Always hockey. So enjoy the show. And away we go. And gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to Schofield's Flowers Podcast, home of Scope on Scope. Oh, I went. Uh, I had a great time. I was down at the Ace Hotel and uh, had a fantastic time. Met up with a really good friend of mine. Uh, you know, just it was. Uh, you know, we came out here at the same time and uh, a couple of nice martinis down there. And they have great music playing, jazz and things like that. I really like it. They got that rooftop up top. It's Downtown's beautiful. making a revival. Breweries. Yeah. There's a distillery yeah. down there now that yep. we went to. Went to a yep. distillery tour. Had some fantastic gin. Yep. Vodka, which neither of those I really care for. Right. Yeah, you're, but you're, I could drink them. You're a beer guy. As I'm a see. beer. I'm a whiskey. You know, I like that American bourbon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what is this beer? What is this you're drinking here? Is this uh, your uh, yeah. apple juice here? Or, yeah. <laughs> no. So what, uh, what I got for you today, Scof, and, and I know you're, you're not much of an IPA guy, but no. I think you'll like this one. This is a, a hazy IPA. It's uh, all the craze in the beer world. And this one is a sessional. So it's only like 4 or 5% from offshoot down in Orange County. Wow. Okay. Uh, special can release that they do. I, I'm... Always grabbing new beers, special releases from them. I feel um, like I should be like, a, you know, like a wine, stick my nose in there, but I'm going to taste this thing right give now. It a, give it a shot. You know? What do you uh, think? It's a really good beer. Yeah, I like it. It's just crazy, the different beers, the different scotches, the different, you know, uh, whiskeys now. Like you said, I mean, there's new distilleries and breweries and... I think it's an exciting time. I think there's something out there for everyone. Yeah, and I, I think just in general, like craft, you know, bespoke is the new wave of things. So it's no longer about the, the mega companies. It's about the one, you know, the mom and pop shops, the yep. ones that are doing it right. They're handcrafting it. They're, they're making it with love. It makes a difference. The quality's there. You know, if you can spend a little extra money and get something a little bit nicer. But in the beer world, I can go to a, a brewery and get a, a pint for four or five bucks. Right. I can go to, you know, a local bar and spend 10. Right. Right. And it's a Budweiser. I'm noticing even the cans like four pack. I mean, actually, I saw it with you. When yep. And you know, there's a misconception with uh, cans. What's a keg? It's aluminum. What's a can? Aluminum. But everyone wants to drink out of bottles because it, the perception is it's better. But actually, all the top breweries use cans for huh. their beers. I never even knew that. And That's if you don't fantastic. like the taste of metal, pour it into a glass. Huh, that's it, crazy. It's the yeah. closest thing to draft beer yep. other than draft beer. Yep, that's cool. I mean, I think that uh, the thing I like the best about any of these different type of situations from, uh, you know, the scotches to the whiskeys to the vodkas to, you know, the different types of beers and breweries is that I'm a type of person that I like the same shoemaker. I go to the same suitery, you know. Actually, the guy that I was with yesterday, uh, Jeff Plansker, who's a very, uh, you know, very good director out here in Los Angeles, is starting a new uh, clothery, and it's called um, 
the bloke in uh, Pasadena, and I got to tell you, it's, uh, the, this guy's got great taste, and the suits are just going to be absolutely off the, off the chart. And I think it's about personalizing, you know, your entire, uh, you know, getup. So everyone's got to be special these days. Everyone's <laughs> got to be special. We all got our own Instagram pages. We all got our own Facebook pages. We all got, you know, you name it. It's just, uh, you know, you can dial in your own car now by, you know, going online. It's just crazy. Yeah. No, Scof, something I recently just found out about you, you know, for, for those that don't know of it or haven't heard of you before, you know, what, what is Schofield's Flowers? What is it all about? Schofield's Flowers, you know, I grew up in this flower shop. Uh, my grandfather, Big Bill Schofield, was partnered with uh, Deanne O'Banion, who was uh, actually killed in uh, Schofield's Flowers back in uh, 1922. And was that part of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, or was that something different? No, actually, it was part of the, it was before the massacre. The north side was controlled by the Irish and uh, O'Banion's gang, and in that gang was Jaime de Powais, uh and Bugs Moran were two of his big generals, you know, of O'Banion's. And then he had Capone and his whole gang, and he was connected with the mob uh, in New York, too. Um, and so they would have their fights, and, uh, you know, it was always about... Uh, brewery, you know, about illegal liquor and you know, what was going on. Whiskey being, it was uh, at the time in the prohibition coming in, right? And uh, then it, it actually happened. And the women were saying that the men were getting too drunk when they wanted their husbands out of the whorehouses. Basically. Well, they were Irish and Italian. <laughs> They'll fight with or without liquor. Yeah, yeah, they definitely will. So O'Banion was uh, killed by Capone, and, uh, you know, they were fighting over uh, territory and their own turf. O'Banion actually was uh, very, very good amongst the Irish community. You know, gave a lot of money to the church, which was Holy Name across the street. You know, he didn't want any prostitution in the market area, in the, in the, in the Irish area. You know, and the liquor was probably not as, the liquor was probably not as good as what the Italians had. And the Italians at the time had also um, prostitution going on. So I'm sure if an Irishman wanted to get a little bit on the side, that's where he went over to the Italian side, you know. And weren't they getting um, their liquor across from uh, Canada? A lot of it did come across from Canada. And then you got the territorial, with, with the trucks going through different areas, you know, there was always that territorial fight. There were hijackings and everything else. Yeah, so pay them off to get through and, yep, and all that. Yep, as you've seen in Boardwalk Empire, which Schofield's Flowers has been premiered. After O'Banion was killed in a flower shop, he wound up having um, Bugs Moran took over and Jaime the Pole Weiss took over. And Heidi, Jaime had a pattern and Jaime would come out of, uh, he, he was a Jewish uh, he was Polish and Jewish. He uh, didn't have a synagogue that he went to, so he went across the street to the Catholic Church to pray for his sins. And he was the biggest hitman within the Irish mob. And they knew his pattern that every day at 12 o'clock he'd come down the stairs. And so they shot him from an upstairs flop house and then also car. And he was killed with his bodyguard. And uh, of course, my grandfather did all the flowers for O'Banion. He did all the flowers for, you know, for Jaime de Paul Weiss. And what was it, 19... Uh, 29, uh, we had the St. Valentine's Massacre, and uh, that was the rest of the gang was killed on the Irish side. So it sounds like the more the gangsters killed, the better business was for, <laughs> for your family. Yeah. Now, so yeah. now, obviously, your family weren't the mobsters. They weren't doing the killing, but how did they get involved in this whole, whole scheme? Um, you know, was, uh, my, my grandfather knew O'Banion since he was a kid. And, you know, the Irish stick together like the Italians stick together or any, you know, community. So um, he came in, O'Banion came in, he said, I need a front. 
and I love flowers. I've grown up around flowers. I need your place to be my front. So he put $10,000 on the table. What's that, a half a million today? Probably a half a million dollars today, you know, and plus you're going to be doing all the flowers for us. You're going to be doing everything from weddings to, you know, uh, funerals, <laughs> yeah, to bar mitzvahs, you name it. Uh, and that's actually how we wound up coming up with a, uh, a comedy uh, script that we have also through Schofield's Flowers. So with me, I wanted to make Schofield's Flowers like a, a, a new imagining. Uh, the image of Schofield's Flowers today is about grabbing on to uh, true crime scripts, whether it be television or, film, or films. I always had this funny, funny thought of, what if my grandfather was gay? And he, and he was the one that was actually going to the, the Italian guy, and he says, you know, the mix are like messing you up, man. And next thing you know, they got a battle going, and who gets all the flowers, and who makes all the money, <laughs> you know? So. So are you saying your grandfather was the uh, the dawn of all these <laughs> yeah. these mobsters orchestrating would, hits yeah. just to, yeah. to boom business? I think yeah, I think um, I can't say that for real. But to this day, I have a feeling that it could have been, you know, <laughs> and people say to me, they're like, God, that's a crazy story, dude. And then how, how did it continue? Right. You know, um, well, weren't you saying your, your father went to flower school? He took over yeah. the business, but yeah. this isn't your, your typical flower school. I'm sure he made, you know, a lot of business connections at this flower school, though. Yeah, he definitely did. My uh, my dad uh, back in the day was uh, in the 60s uh, was a um, the largest. He was the biggest bookie in the city of Chicago. He wound up getting stung by the FBI. Uh, by the FBI. There was a deal, a plea deal, that he was going to be let go and under a year plea, uh, under a year probation. He went in front of Judge Julius Hoffman, and the judge did not uh, take the plea, and he wound up sentenced for one year to Sandstone Prison. That's incredible. I mean, the, I, we're going to obviously get into more of that as you know the podcast. More episodes. We can we can get into some more of these you know childhood stories. But I know you mentioned your father being a sports bookie yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Obviously, home of the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. You know they currently play at the Madhouse. Yeah. Um, but you know something similar going on where sports gambling and betting is the biggest. Vegas. Yep. And now they have a hockey team, Vegas Golden Knights. You know what are your thoughts on you know a team in Vegas? Well, you know, I think uh, yeah, I'm super excited. You know, I know you're from Anaheim, and I become actually, I get chills thinking about, you know, growing up with uh, uh, the Blackhawks in Chicago, Bobby Hall, Stan Makita, you know, some great hockey players, right? Dennis Hall, and, uh, you know, I think that every city that, you know, can afford to have a hockey team is fantastic. Um, I'm, I couldn't be more excited about what's going on in Las Vegas right now. You know, I worked for the Coyotes, and I got to see hockey thrive in the desert. Yep. You know, it obviously takes winners, um, yep. but there are a lot of, you know, transplants there, Midwesterners, yep. Chicago's. I mean, a Blackhawk game, you know, for Coyotes is a home home game for Chicago. Yep. Uh, I know, you know, you had house out there as well because, you know, that's what Midwest people do. Um, we had the first ever Winnipeg Jets return to the NHL game yeah. in uh, Phoenix, and it was a Winnipeg Jets home game. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that with Phoenix it, it, or in uh, Vegas because it, it's a transplant town. No yep. one, Not many people are from there. I mean, I'm one of the few people that I could say I'm from Orange County. I'm from yep. California, um, and, and I'm excited for Vegas too. I think, you know, growing the game of hockey – in these markets is the only way hockey's going to get put on the map in a bigger way, much like the NFL, yep. like the NBA. Yep. Um, and, and more and more people are going to have jobs now. I, I mean, you know, the other thing is, is that for anybody from Los Angeles, I mean, it's a four hour, car, you know, car ride. And, We're going. And, uh, you know, we'll be there doing <laughs> our, our uh, live podcast, you know, from, uh, 
you know, the stadium or, or close by. So uh, there is the mob museum there. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I got a story about that. But, you know, I wanted to finish by saying, you know, I grew up playing hockey in a Chicago minor hawk organization. And I played one of my line mates and best friends of my life and introduced me to my wife was a guy by the name of Dougie Olson. And Doug went to, uh, Dougie wound up going to Bowling Green. And then he wound up uh, becoming a uh, line mate of, um, uh, the new GM over with the uh, uh, Las Vegas Knights and uh, uh, George McPhee. And, you know, McPhee was with the Washington Capitals for six years. So I know that George is going to do a fantastic job with this organization. Not only is he going to do a fantastic job, I know he's going to have his thumb on those players because, you know, you're in a gambling town with a lot of craziness going on, and nobody's going to have to be more careful than those hockey players, you know, yeah. after hours. I mean, you just got to be careful. And that's the thing I like about hockey those players are pretty dedicated, you know, so I hope especially the best in the, this day and age where everything's specialized. I mean, I worked at a training center where we had a treadmill that you could ice skate on synthetic ice. Everything's mm -hmm. specific. Now you have coaches for everything, a yep. shooting coach, a skating coach, yep. offensive coach, defensive coach, goalie coaches. Uh, but growing up, it, it was much different in Orange County and in LA. And, you know, I think there was two ice rinks in Orange County, both of them were terrible. Right. Um, one of them had a dip in the yeah. center ice, uh, <laughs> good old Costa Mesa. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now it's thriving, and it's because the Ducks. It's because the Kings are pouring all this money into their you know systems of growing the game. You know, you look at Austin Matthews with Arizona, the first overall draft pick playing out of Arizona, and that's because the Coyotes went there and they developed you know a hockey program for the youth, and oh. and that same stuff is going to be happening in Vegas. They got the new uh, minor league, minor team, not minor league, but minor program for, yep. for kids in yep. the junior nights. Yep. And they're building a state-of-the-art training facility yep. for, for the team, but also for youth hockey. And it's only going to grow. And, you know, there's athletes everywhere. Yeah. And I think that's just because you got so many people that are in Vegas from Chicago, New York, Detroit, you know, the East Coast. When I came out here originally, you know, um, 27 years ago, Stefan was, you know, nine years old, my son. And, uh, you know, um, most of the guys like ourselves wound up here who had kids uh, would, you know, train our kids. And then we were the ones that put the teams together. And hockey in the West Coast is booming right now. Yeah. And I mean, I think growing up outside of maybe when I was really young, all my coaches were Canadian yep. or from back yep. East yep. and they brought the game here and the, and we were good teams. I oh, mean, yeah. I played for the yeah. Westminster wave. I think they're the California wave oh, now. Yeah. And, many, you many. know, Buddy McKinnon and, and Turcotte and pitch and, yeah. and all these great coaches yeah. who put on teams and now players that I played with or were in our organization are playing professional. And, and when I was a kid, I think the only person I knew that ever played in California that was in the NHL was Richard Park. But now, you know, you can look at any college program, you can look at any minor league there is, and there's, you know, a professional player from California, born in California, oh, not yeah. just played in yeah, California. Yeah. More, more West Coast drafts are happening out of Western Hockey League than you could ever imagine right now. So, you know, let's get out of the cold. And uh, so what'd you do over the weekend? I went to a uh, escape room. Oh, wow. How was that? Uh, it was incredible. If you haven't done one, I highly recommend one. Um, I've done it twice now. The first time we missed it by, and the guy said we probably five more minutes would have escaped. Right. So left a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth. So we, we signed up for another one at a different place, and we escaped with 15 seconds left. And so, Oh, that's um, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so the next time we go, we're going to try to uh, beat our time. You know, Obviously, there are different courses that you do or different yeah. uh, rooms. Yeah. But I'm actually very familiar because uh, you know, through my production company, uh, 
represent a, uh, a very good director and uh, Michael Counts, and he is the uh, creator of the Escape Room Paradiso in New York. So uh, I've been, uh, you know, uh, offering up uh, to several clients, you know, you have to go see it, and, you know, we're building out, uh, uh, well, he's building out a few more along with, uh, you know, us having the opportunity to do more um, uh, experiential type projects. So we're no, pretty excited about yeah, that. They're a ton of fun. They're great for team builders. They're great for your friends. Um, I couldn't highly recommend, you know, Yelp them, review them, but uh, they're all fun. What, what about you, Scuff? What were you doing? I went out, you know what, I wanted to get away uh, from the city. You know, it seems like it's bumper to bumper every five minutes, you know, and uh, so uh, my wife and I went out to uh, the Caravan Outpost. And, Where's uh, that? That's in uh, Ojai. I've been up there for uh, their film festival yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, and they got some great music going on. So uh, a, a very close friend of mine, Brad Stewart, and his wife, uh, Sh uh, Sean, uh, started a, um, it's probably the first hotel in the last 14 years uh, they, to start up. And uh, um, they wound up, uh, it's uh, 12 um, Airstreams, state-of-the-art. And uh, they either bought brand new ones or Airstream gave them, you know, the, you know, the Airstreams to utilize. And then uh, he also bought several of them and refurbished them, and they're absolutely beautiful. So it's kind of like glamping is what you're saying. Yeah, wonderlust. <laughs> it's uh, more yeah. like wonderlust. Hipster you know? paradise. It, it really All is. All the comfort of a, a hotel, but, you know, you're out in the wilderness roughing it, yeah. you know, with the comfort yeah. of a shower and a warm bed. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, gets you with all the feel. You yeah. know, how long were you guys there for? We went for the weekend. So, uh, you know, we had two nights up there. And uh, I tell you what, it was just beautiful. And, you know, the nice thing is, is you have the 12... Uh, airstreams, you know, in a circle almost like like wagons back in the day, you know, circling the, the wagons, days, you know, circling the wagons, nice fire pit, unbelievable. And you're sitting around a campfire, you're sharing some nice scotch, you're sharing some wine, and you know, uh, just wonderful. You, I mean, you know, you can see the stars, something you can't really do from here, you know, unless you go what are, to the what are stars, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, other, other than the celebrities, yeah. we see here, yeah, that's about it. So, yeah, but I'd recommend it to anybody because it's uh, you know, for a quick getaway, it's an hour and a half away here from the from Los Angeles. So, if you're actually coming into town to LA, which we get so many people fly in and out of here for entertainment, I would highly suggest that if you need a, you know, a nice weekend away, run a, yeah. run a convertible. You know, and uh, get to, you know, put your top down and drive out to Caravan Outpost. No, that's awesome. And, you know, we, we are in the entertainment capital of the world. So uh, place uh, I recently took up was Beetle House. It's uh, oh. a pop-up, which are all the craze these days. Um, and it, it's all about Tim Burton. And so I know you're a film guy. You're, you're all about that. And um, we got a chance to go. Uh, it was about a month and a half waiting list to get a decent reservation for the dinner. But you can go there for just drinks. Right. Everything's themed. So there's a bunch of characters. Willy Wonka, obviously Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands. Um, but if you're lucky enough to get uh, reservations and go for dinner, the food's great. Right. Uh, it's a little pricey, but you're paying for the experience. It's a limited time. Uh, there, but you get a show, and it's uh, like a sideshow carnival where sword swallowing girl, girl that breathes fire. Um, they're playing little clips of oh, all the fantastic. different movies. It's fantastic. It, yeah, so. it's right here in Hollywood. It's right across from the um, It experience that's going on right now. I'm a big Beetlejuice fan. I'm a big Tim Burton fan. He's done some fantastic films. I love Tim Burton. I, I think there's probably about four or five directors that it doesn't matter what they put out, I'm at least going to see it. And yeah. I'd say nine out of ten times yeah. I love it. Yeah. Wes Anderson's one of them. Christopher Nolan. Yep. Tim Burton. Yep. Steven Spielberg. Yep. Uh, George Lucas, other than the... Uh, the one episodes one through three of Star Wars, because those were terrible, but the original trilogy uh, was amazing. 
um, you know, uh, we're, we're big movie buffs in, in our household. Well, all right. Well, that seems like that's the end of this episode. That's the end of episode one. Many yep. more to come. Yep. Um, be sure to subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Schofields Flowers. Check us out on Schofields flowers.com that's a mouthful uh, you gotta try you gotta trim that little beard there it's, it's getting a little long i know it's it, we'll see how long i can get it going for um and this episode was sponsored by by caravan outpost we appreciate you uh giving us the opportunity here and uh we're gonna have uh follow us on uh, continued episodes and we'll be giving away a uh, free night at caravan outpost in uh, coming episodes so uh Stay tuned. Yeah. Comment on your favorite part about our podcast. We'll be giving out away Scofe on Scofe t-shirts. Um, and that's on Instagram at Schofields Flowers. Thank you. Thank you, guys.